3: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are here until 11 o'clock. And then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And then, of course, you can stick around for Len and Lisa Garden Talks back. I wish they had a pool segment. Maybe they could talk about pool chemistry because it's been a bad year so far. <laughs> really bad year.
1: Awful. I had a, used to have a pool. Mm-hmm. And I used to test the water twice a day. Really? Yeah. Well, I tested to make sure that it was what it was supposed it to be. It must make. have
3: worked really well, and you tested that off. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I used to keep my pool going from uh, early May, so it would be open before Memorial Day. Yeah. I didn't close it until Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. I had a heated pool, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> it <yeah>. was nice.
3: <laughs> yeah. The sun The sun heats my pool. You know, the problem is in Southington, there's really hard water. So it's got. we have issues with iron and manganese in the water. And we all know about it because it's coming out of the wells that are part of how we get water in Southington. But it's a lot of iron and manganese. And the problem with iron, when it hits chlorine, what happens?
1: Dang, you get rust. You get rust. <laughs> so what
3: turns, what turns uh, your, your water brown when you hit it that way? Chlorine and iron. So, anytime I fill the pool up, now I have to use a special filter before I even get it in the pool to take the iron and manganese out so that it doesn't turn the water rust color.
1: So, that's why when you're filling your pool, you got to call Pat the pool. Yeah, driver. I know,
3: I know. But I can't have him come out for just a little <laughs> tiny top off. Uh, it's just been a nightmare, though, of chemistry. My kids are all mad at me. But what I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, I get a little more information on that poor calendar issue. It looks like Samsung has their own calendar. So it might have been that it was backing up other data in the in the uh, Google Cloud, but maybe not the Samsung app. So if your daughter was using this, the Samsung calendar, you're definitely probably out of luck. But if she was using a Google calendar, she should be able to log into Google through a browser, and if she can see the calendar data there, she'd be able to resync it. Um, but if not, then if they did the factory reset on top of that, then even that is out. Um, but I suspect, I bet she was using a Samsung calendar. So who knows? Uh, let's get back to your calls here. We're going to go to John in Hartford next. Are you going to gloat, John? John, you there? Yes, I am. Are you, are you calling to gloat?
2: No, actually, I'm just calling call because I have a question on Go Net Speed.
3: Yep. So do you have it or are you considering it?
2: I am considering it, and I'd like to get your opinion on it.
3: Call them right now and get it. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of a no-brainer, John. So GoNetSpeed okay. is going to give you, and you don't need anything more than 150 megabits of bandwidth, and that's right. their that's their smallest package for residential. It's going to be 150 megs up, 150 megs down for okay. 50 bucks a month. Period. Okay. Lifetime. Very nice. What do you have now?
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, Frontier.
3: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're going to love this <laughs> <Yeah>. service. <laughs> what are you paying Frontier now for, I don't even want to guess there, how bad of s- Oh, speed
2: I, don't, I don't recall off the top of my head.
3: Okay. Uh, but, yes, I st- if you want a solid fiber connection that's pretty much future-proof, um, okay. it's going to always be the same price for the life of your, re- when you're there, as a, in your residency mm-hmm. there. Or if you okay. move within, they even said, if you move to another um, town that has go NetSpeed, I think they'll even still honor your pricing.
2: Okay, that sounds good.
3: Yeah, I I'm I'm gonna get it in Southington as soon as I can, and uh, I recommend everyone jump on it as an alternative. It's a great service.
2: Oh, okay, okay, go well, Yeah, no, I just thought I'd call and find out because, um, you know, I like to kind of do a little bit of research, and I've been hearing a lot about GoNetSpan. I thought, you know, I'll call you guys and see what you see what you think.
3: Yeah, it's definitely worth it. And if you go online, you'll see a lot of, a lot of happy people who have it. Okay,
1: the, this is All one right. of those. This is one of those things that. If it says it's too good to be true, in this case, it's not.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All I right. understand.
3: All right, John. Good luck. Thank Enjoy. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, it really is a no-brainer. Um, the more competition we get, the better for everybody. It should, help bring, it should help bring other Internet costs down for everybody. We'll see. Let's go to Ken and Prospect next. What's going on, Ken? Hey, how are you? Good. How are you?
2: Good. Uh, I have one update. I had called a, about a month ago, couldn't get the next version of windows uh the update was failing yep i uh did some investigation and uh, dell wanted me to you know just uh reinstall i didn't want to do that so Mm -hmm. i found on a microsoft thread there's something called app readiness in the services okay I, i turned that on to be uh i think it's called delayed start or something like that and and that seemed to resolve my problem so just an fyi there Oh,
3: okay. So you had an older app that was causing the issue.
2: I guess so. Yeah, because when I changed that app readiness to a different setting, mm-hmm. uh, it worked. Yeah. Okay.
3: There's also been issues with Microsoft actually holding back their updates. So yeah. uh, even on their own brand new devices, they aren't ready to for prime time with the latest 2004 update. So you could have been part of that as well. Um, but okay. so it may not have been the app readiness that changed it. It might have been that they finally allowed it to happen. But either way, we're yeah. all battling Microsoft.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah. And then my uh, couple small questions. Uh, one, uh, now that we've all been home and uh, you know we've been I've been working from home, everyone's here. The Wi-Fi has been fine, but it seems every maybe couple days or so, the Wi-Fi will just stop on my iPad. I noticed. Yep. So I just go in and I turn off the Wi Fi, turn the Wi Fi back on with the just the settings, and it's fine. I've done renew the lease and that kind of stuff, but I'm just curious is there are any setting like does the router say you've been on here too long and I need to do something or is it recycling the DNS or I don't know?
3: Yeah, it's a great question. So what it probably most likely is is a router that's starting to fail. Oh, yeah, how old did you say it is?
2: Yeah, it's pretty old. Yeah, it's at least five years old. The one I have, it's a neck year.
3: Yep. And unfortunately, okay. it just they just start to show their age. Their broadcasts stop happening, and they got to be reset. And what that generally means is you need to replace it. Now, you could also try a firmware update um, yep. going into it and kind of refreshing the firmware. That might give it some more life. But if it's okay. having trouble broadcasting, uh, just dropping you like that, and a refresh does it, it's a it's a sign of age generally.
2: Okay, got it. Okay. And my, my last thing is, um, on Windows 10, when I start up, uh, I have the uh, login, you know, turned off. I don't require the password or any of that. I, I turn that all off. I, I know I probably shouldn't, but I've done that. But every probably 10 or 12 startups, I get the, it asks me for the PIN, which I put in and I'm able to log in. Is that... Normal, even though I have all the stuff turned off, does it just say, I want to make sure it's you every so often?
3: This is for the operating system?
2: Yeah, for when you start up on Windows 10, it'll ask me for the PIN sometimes, not every time, but once in a while it it happens, even though I have everything turned off, like don't ask for a password, don't ask for the PIN.
3: Right. Microsoft is still trying to confirm that you're you're there and it's you. You're there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would highly recommend putting a password in.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> do you leave your front door open too, Ken? Uh, um, yeah, no. Not no, unlocked. I knocked.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, do not
3: Prospect is a very calm place and a very safe place, yeah, but I, know. I would still lock my door.
5: Yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right. <laughs> All right, Thank Ken. Thank you. You got it. Yep.
3: Bye-bye. All
2: right.
5: Take
3: care. See ya. Let's go to Danny in Glastonbury. What's going on, Danny?
5: Good morning, gentlemen. Hey! Hey, listen. uh, Starlink has a uh, their website for the internet service. Yep. Uh, Started taking applications yesterday, and uh, when I went to sign up for updates and news to see when it's going to be available here. Yeah. And I tapped on the put in your email. I tapped on email, Mm -hmm. and my autofill. It Popped up with my email address, yeah, and I tapped on that, and then I put in my zip code. That's the only two things that required, right? And when I hit submit, it said you must enter a valid email address. Mm-hmm. Now I've had this problem in the past, but it hasn't happened for a long time, and I never figured out how to sol- how to solve it. Yep. Do you know what causes that?
3: The people who develop the website have uh, not put your uh... extension in if you're like, I've had the issue as well um, so it depends on the actual website developer and sometimes they say only these email domains could possibly be email domains and if you are at cox dot net, which I happen to be for another website that we tried to ins- you know put my email address in, it said it was invalid
5: right it was mines at gmail and I mean it's just a it's a first and a last name. it's nothing exotic or with characters or anything weird.
3: Right. So Gmail should not have an issue. I would assume Elon Musk knows about Gmail. Mm -hmm. Um, So the only thing there could be maybe you've got a space or a dot or something in that field. So make sure you delete and clear that field of all characters and see if you don't miss anything.
5: Well, I, I tried typing it in manually. I did refill. I used to have the same email on my old tablet, my old Acer tablet, except... The last, uh, the last name I had one D, and so when I got the new tablet, I put two Ds, mm-hmm. and so I tried. Thought I thought, well, maybe it was it would be with one D, and that <laughs> didn't work either.
1: So, do you have a Gmail account? Yes. Yeah,
5: yeah, I have a Gmail account.
1: Yeah. Okay, I have an article here on that. Oh, really?
3: Well, it's got to be a website issue. It's not his problem.
1: Well, yeah, but then there's a bunch of things that they have here to fix it. What? <laughs>
5: Can you, can uh, yeah, you put yeah, it up yeah. on the link?
3: Yes. Yeah, we are. So there is a <laughs> there is actually an issue here, but I, I don't think there's anything you can do, Danny. I think it's nothing you can fix on oh, okay. your end. Because
5: I mean, it used to happen, you know, uh, maybe once or oh, every couple of months, and it hasn't happened in the longest time. And I, I never called yep. about it before, but the, with the Starlink, so I had to send an email from my wife's right. uh, Gmail account, and, and, and it worked. Her tablet, and it went right through.
3: Okay, so then it's not their site, and it could be the browser.
5: Okay, I'm using Chrome.
3: Yep, try if you try Firefox and see if it works. Well, then it's you're using a browser Chrome so. too. Doesn't matter, it's a different browser on a different device. So you oh. could have a cached issue on your Chrome where it's pre-filling some sort of junk in
1: there. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, the new Edge browser is uh Chromium. Chromium-based. Yeah,
3: and Google's upset about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh because Microsoft copied them. Hey, but, did you
5: uh did you watch um Any of those YouTube videos about SpaceX landings, so you can see that it really exists. Not
3: yet, (laughs) not yet.
5: Well, YouTube has a great one. It's the five best SpaceX landings. It's Mm -hmm. only five minutes. And you know, back when they launched the Falcon Heavy, the the big one a couple years ago, they showed that live where both boosters came back and landed at the Cape side by side. Don't you remember that?
3: I don't, but I believe you, Danny. And like oh, I said, okay. I have a, a much more appreciation for Mister okay, Musk. Okay, you guys so.
5: like Linux, right? Did you know that all these uh, satellites—they just put up another uh, fifty-seven satellites this morning right. at five o'clock? That's when I was doing this, trying to sign up at five this morning. Yeah. But uh, they, they run on—they have Linux computers in them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, it's good. It's as long as it's not Microsoft. Right. <laughs> if, it was, if you wouldn't want that um, So thank you Danny for the right, information Try a different browser, I bet you that'll work Alright all right. So it happened to me too though that It was the website side But I didn't think about the fact that it could be the browser side So uh, there could be some sort of pre-fill that's occurring Causing, causing Danny's issue But it does happen um, Let's go on to uh, Paul in Litchfield next What's going on Paul?
6: Good morning, um, and just so you know that I also put this issue up on your web on the uh, Facebook page too. Oh, Okay. Um, like a lot of us, I'm now using uh, these video conferencing services. Yep. You name it, I probably got it on my computer. Long story short, I use it. Uh, I used them earlier this week, fine and dandy. Last last night, I called my son on Facebook. I can see and hear him fine. He can he can see me fine, but he can't hear me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried using, and this morning I had to do a Facebook, uh, video conference using Google Duo, and same issue. See and hear, fine, they cannot hear me. Right. I've checked what I think is everything on my computer concerning, uh, my microphone, and when I use these services, a the little icon pops up that says, Google Duo is using your microphone, uh, Facebook's using your microphone, Zoom is using your mi- they can't hear me. What right. geez, help?
3: Is it external or is it built-in?
6: No, it's it's it, 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 it's everything on, on my laptop.
3: So it's built-in
1: U- USB. Oh, you're using a built-in one. I'm
6: using a built-in
1: one.
3: Okay, a lot of these times you can test the uh, microphone before you use it. Have you gone into any microphone testing, even outside of those apps, to see if when you t- when you talk, the uh, bars go up and down, actually showing that they hear you?
5: They do,
3: they do move.
1: Yeah. Huh. It doesn't work for all the apps. I can tell you that from experience.
3: All right. So the microphone though is picking them up. Right. And when you and that's when you when you test it, Paul. Not within the video conferencing apps, but when you test it on the computer itself.
6: Uh, I, you know, I'll be flat out honest and say I don't know. So don't I, we like okay, that. Okay, that's I'm better. Now I'm talking to you on my phone. Yeah. Um. What do I? You-
3: so within within the um config within control panel you should have a area where you can actually go to the microphone. And you can test it. Um you can do all sorts of things within that within that uh
6: Yeah, I've been here.
3: Okay. So you should be able to uh, yeah, test go, the microphone. I go,
6: to, I, go to the search, I go to the search bar, I'm using Windows ten obviously. I yep. go to the search bar, I type in uh, microphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see it pops up microphone set set up mm-hmm. uh, and I'm staring on a list and everything says turn off microphone turn off microphone
3: so it's on okay. we know it's on yeah it should be and a way then, for you to you test it
6: to choose which apps can access your microphone and this is going to take a while this is not the fastest thing in the world <sighs> uh, microphone access for his device is on yeah Allow apps to access your microphone is on. It's a little toggle switch.
3: Oh, it could be part of security, though.
6: And then there's a, a warning about some apps may be able to turn on your microphone even when you don't want it to be turned on, but you know what? No kidding.
3: Yeah, that's the NSA doing that for you.
6: Don't talk about my son like that. <laughs> oh, he works for the NSA? <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that statement. <laughs>
3: Gotcha. Well, he should be able to turn your microphone like like from where he's sitting. He should be like, okay, Dad, let me just turn that on for you. I'm
6: looking at this list of apps that can use it. Uh, cameras turned on. I've got Cortana turned off. Is that Could that possibly be it?
3: No, but it could be that you've got it turned off on the other apps that you're using. So double-check uh, Google Duo. Use, using Duo, Are you using any other Facebook? Make sure it's turned on for Facebook and Google because you can actually selectively turn them off.
6: Okay so, app. okay, so so if I go to Facebook and I wanna uh, let's see and it somewhere in those settings uh yeah, there's, there's a link to turn the microphone on or off or whatever within
3: each app. Yeah, Paul, we're going to put you on hold because I think we have to come up against a break here. I think uh, Matt's probably yelling back in the studio. Let me put you on hold and get back no, the to sound you.
6: He's going to need his voice when the new baby's born.
3: <laughs> there you go. Okay, I will. We're going to put you on hold and get to a quick break, and then I'll you go look in your apps to see if you've got the microphone turned off, and then we'll come right back to you. Okay, sir. All right, we're going to break for that for for a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. And uh, we're back with Paul. Are you still there, Paul?
6: Uh, yeah, I'm still here.
3: All right, so another another area we want you to check is if you right-click on the speaker in the lower right-hand corner of your system tray there.
6: Okay, and it's you, currently turned off because I'm listening to you guys on the phone.
3: You can leave it off, but uh, yep. right-click on it and do Open yep. Sound Settings.
6: Open sound settings, yep
3: you'll have all this information kind of right there and if you look down near the bottom of your screen, you should see test your microphone. Now, as I'm speaking, my microphone on my laptop is hearing me along with your son at the NSA, and you can actually see a little blue line moving now when right. you do
6: yeah next to the speaker because yeah you know, as you talk, the little line' going up and down like I said I've got it muted, but the volume is on.
3: Well, your speaker volume can stay down there. I don't worry about your microphone. So if you look, see the under input, choose your input device. So if you keep going down.
6: Okay. It is showing me as my microphone as working.
3: Okay, good. So we know your microphone's hearing you. It's just that the individual applications may be turned off. And that's part of uh, your Microsoft privacy, I'm sorry, microphone privacy settings. I uh, would okay. control that. A
6: little further. I actually found that. Yeah. Okay. Microphone privacy settings. Allow ac- Okay. Microphone access for this device is on. Yeah. Okay. right. Well, yeah. I've been here before. Allow apps to access microphone. That is turned on. Yep. And then it says if an app is using your microphone, you'll see this little cute little microphone icon. I do. When hmm. it's working. Or when I you want to see if you're working and then like I said the my next thing that to choose which apps can access your microphone.
3: Right. So make sure all the apps that you were talking about earlier can use your microphone. If those are still set to yes and it still doesn't work, you might have a bandwidth problem. An internet problem. Because we just proved your microphone works because you see the little blue line working. Right. And you're you you know, you're going to say your security is set so that you will allow the apps to use the microphone. So that's two out of three here. The last step is if you're not able to have them hear you, maybe you're not able to get enough data to have that data broadcast to your son. Does that make sense?
6: Yeah, it does. And that also raised another issue that occurred earlier this week that, um, for example, when I was using some of the video call services, the... Uh, voice would come in distorted and uh, yeah. robotic sounding. Yep. And then I would get this little pop up to say, you know, you're having connectivity issues.
3: There it is. Hey, Paul, we're hitting a, we're hitting a hard break here, but you just proved that it is connectivity issues and it probably is bandwidth. But we've got to go to a break. Sorry. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock. And uh, poor, poor Paul, he ran out of time on the air there and I could hear the heavy sigh at the very end um, as far as the bandwidth. So the more we thought about it and the more we went through his troubleshooting, it sounds more like he's got a bandwidth issue. And what does that... He, he then posted on our Facebook live stream over at WTIC, he goes, I'm back. How do, I, uh, how do I fix the connectivity issue with bandwidth? So you have to understand how you're connected to the internet. The internet is um, giving you access to these services and if the bandwidth is not wide enough to support both video and audio you're going to get a poor performance and so a bandwidth it would be equated to your download and upload speed so if you're using a service that only gives you a couple megabits of uh per second of bandwidth maybe a, a dsl line uh, might give you two megabits if you're lucky uh, a cable service can get you upwards of eighty to 300 to 500 to 1,000 megabits a second. You don't need any of that. You really only need about 100 megabits. Um, fiber, same thing. So what we're saying is if you don't, you're don't you having these issues with connectivity, do a speed test on your Internet service and see what your bandwidth is. So if your download speed is 5 megabits or 6 megabits, that's your problem. <laughs> as simple as that. Um, and the way to fix it is to buy more. Don't buy more than you need, but buy more. Uh, if you're in the 50 to 100 range, you should have very little trouble with uh, microphones and video at the same time. That's what I tell you. So, sorry, Paul, that we ran out of time, but that's the last piece of your puzzle there is probably just bad Internet. Let's go on to Ron in Waterbury next. What's going on, Ron?
7: Uh, I have a question regarding uh, antivirus software for uh, our apps for smartphones, in this case, a Samsung. Sure. Um what would you recommend um for for that?
3: Well, ESET has got a good um Android based antivirus. E S E T.
7: E S E T. Okay. Now my provider is AT&T for now. Um and I I I just got uh, I just got this phone. I don't know what um antivirus software they already have on there with the ESET um uh, override whatever's already on there, or do I have to delete the, the AT&T apps?
3: Uh, I wouldn't know if AT&T is offering you any kind of free antivirus on your cell phone. Oh, um, okay. I doubt they are, but then okay. again, these things change rather fast. Okay. Um, you should see a conflict. If you ran ESET, it should say, hey, I see another antivirus um, on the uh, system.
7: And then I would cancel, uh, I would delete the, the app that I don't want and put the ESET app in.
3: Correct, unless, again, if the free one from AT&T is there, if there is one, that's fine, too. There's nothing wrong with that um, on your cell phone if they have one. But I've never heard of the cell companies offering that type of service yet. I haven't heard of it, but...
7: Oh, okay. Now, to spell ESA is not hyphenated, it's just E-S-E-T.
3: Correct, and we'll have a link over there uh, at Computer Talk with Tab as well. Okay,
7: excellent. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend.
3: Yep, you too, Ron. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, want to refresh the uh, screen there for me, Bob? See how all we're right. standing. All right, I think we're all four Oop. lines wide open. Feel free to get online eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. While we're waiting, you did have some Tesla news you wanted to bring up that Tesla's not too happy about. Oh yeah.
1: Okay, this is a uh, CNET article. Links mm-hmm. to the roadshow. Tesla will be included in J.D. Power initial quality survey for the first time. Kind of. Right. Because Tesla won't grant permission to J.D. Power to survey its owners. The results will be published but not included in the official rankings.
3: Right. So Tesla doesn't want to have you tell J.D. Power's <laughs> you know, how your initial quality is going with Tesla. That's interesting.
1: So the J.D. Power initial quality rankings are a big deal both for automakers and prospective car buyers. Mm-hmm. Despite the brand's popularity, the survey has never included... Tesla owners until now. The initial uh, quality survey uh, polls vehicle owners about problems they've had with their vehicles during the first 90 days of ownership, and that data is broken down into a score called the PP100, or problems experienced per 100 vehicles. Mm -hmm. In order to survey these owners in some states, J.D. Power has to secure the express permission of vehicle manufacturers, all of which have agreed, except Tesla. (laughs) Oh, I wonder why. So now Tesla hasn't (laughs) miraculously changed its position on the matter. Mm -mm. Not that it's that surprising, given the brand's struggle with build quality over the years. Mm -hmm. So J.D. Power is circumventing the brand and reaching out to owners directly in states where it's legally allowed to do so. This change in methodology means that Tesla won't receive an official score in the rankings, but will help. Uh, be a helpful indicator for those looking to buy one. Right Now, to be clear, J.D. Power hasn't released the results of its survey yet. That won't happen until June 24th during a webinar. Okay. It's coming up. But we're very curious to see what the numbers look like (laughs) and maybe more importantly what Tesla's reaction to them will be. Right.
3: And Tesla shouldn't mind this because, you know, they're trying to sell their, their cars directly, trying to circumvent. The dealer system here, uh, even in Connecticut, there's a lot of issues with that, and so having another company circumvent Tesla, they, hey,
1: and for the goose. speaking. Yeah, I think that most people that buy the Tesla love them.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. I will, and we'll see what the survey says. Right? Survey says.
1: <laughs> here you go. Who's that? who?
3: Oh, that's uh, isn't that Richard Dawson? <laughs> <laughs> survey says. All right, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to uh, Marie in Bristol next. What's going on, Marie or Mary?
0: Hi. Um... Hey. I hope this isn't a dumb question because i really, really dense about this. But I have a couple of old laptops. Yeah. Like my son's very first laptop. I have a, like a laptop that we still have that, you know, I haven't turned on probably in know, at least three years or so. Yeah. Um, also a Google Home device that I don't use. I've unplugged. I mean, we plugged it in once, set it up, maybe had it in, you know, we we're using it, quote unquote, using it um, mm-hmm. for a few months. And then we said, ah, we don't need this thing. So we unplugged it and we don't use it. So I'd yep. like to get rid of these things, but how do I stay like for the laptops, I guess it's two different issues probably, but the laptops, how do I safely I don't know, take out any data? Like how do I dispose of them, I guess, and how do I I don't even know what's out on them that I would still want. Probably some photos, maybe music, stuff like that, but I don't know if it's if it's, there's a safe way to access that information and how to do that.
3: Well, um you could take the hard drives out. If you want to play with them that way, you would open up the backs of the laptops and take the hard drives out. You may have to go online to see how to remove the drives. And then you'd have to buy an adapter to plug them into a USB interface that you could then stick on your existing computer. So you could okay. go ahead and access the drives, maybe look at the data in there. Now that you've got a, just a hulk of the machine left. Um, in that case, you want to bring it to your, you know, Bristol, I'm sure, has a electronics recycling within their um offerings when it comes to bulky waste so you would be able to okay. bring that there
0: okay so again i i'm feeling kind of dumb asking i mean hopefully they're not dumb questions so i no, think no. If You remove the hard drive and you get that adapter or whatever and then you look to see what's on there not, there's no like there's no issues with like security or anything like that it's just well you're opening up the data on a hard drive on a different a different way, okay.
3: Correct, you should be able Um, to see it, as long as they haven't mm -hmm. encrypted the drive with their own security, which I doubt they did, because it sounds like they were your kids' devices.
0: Okay, and then what about the Google Home? Like, how do I, do I need to do anything special before? No, you can just bring it to the same place you're
3: going to dump the laptop.
0: Okay, so so there's no, like, you know, like, (laughs) so there's no, I would have had to connect that to my internet and all that, there's no
3: I don't uh, think there's any kind of uh, uh, information within your, your, the device. No, oh, you probably okay. did it through your phone, right? You probably connected it and then you logged uh, yeah. in through your phone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yep. Okay. I just wanted to make so, sure before I go and like you know bring these things somewhere yeah. and all of a sudden somebody can access uh, all my.
1: So on your Google Home. Yeah. On your Google Home, you can factory reset it so it doesn't have your settings in it by uh, pressing the uh, the. Uh, on off button on the rear of the speaker for approximately 15 seconds. Hmm. And okay. And it'll factory reset it so then oh, you, okay. you can dispose of it and it won't be set to what you had it set to.
3: Right. That's a good way to do it too if you're worried about any little settings that are inside there. But I think you configured it most of it through your phone. So.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it.
3: You're welcome. All right. So, no, no question's a dumb question when it comes to computers. I mean, we've been doing this for 25 years and some of the questions you guys ask, we. Wouldn't even have, wouldn't even have thought to to deal with them. Um, in other news, as we oh whoa, all the lines are all jammed up. Sorry, let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to uh, Jim in New Britain next. What's going on, Jim?
8: Hey, how you doing? Okay. Hey, I'm an old goat. I listen to you every week. Try to pick up little pieces, uh, bits and pieces from you. Uh, all right. I I got a, kind of a su- suggestion and I got a question for you. Okay. When, when you're down and looking for uh, cust, customer people to call you mm-hmm. uh, for repairs and everything, you're, 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 you're just like a, going to a school. Uh, some of the terminology in computers that you guys use—if uh, you could once in a while uh, explain what some of these these uh,
3: the terms are some
8: of, the, some of the terminology that you use what it actually means sometimes if you could do that sure for for the people that really don't, don't know that much about about the uh terminology and what i, I pick up bits and pieces from me people i have a, a, a tablet that i use mm-hmm. which uh what the, I, I have a question about that also okay. but if you could explain the terminology of yeah. some of these these um, crazy, I can't think of nothing right now. That's but, okay. You
3: know, we get your point, and we, we'll do that. We'll, we try to do that. We try to, you know, when Paul asked about what bandwidth was, we just tried to define what bandwidth was. But I understand exactly what you're saying.
8: Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, And even some of the simpler things yep. that, that, that you use you're, you're with computers every day.
3: Sure. I mean, the, word, the term power cycle, I use it all the time. Here in the in, in what I do every day, power cycling to me and to Bob is to turn it off and on again. But when I say it to my kids, they're like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> so
8: exactly. we understand. Yep, I understand. Yeah. And and a lot of us listen to you and pick a, pick up bits of bits of pieces because you yep. you really you you know if today um you, you really need a uh, laptop. I have a tablet or laptop. If today you need that. I use sure. a Samsung. A Samsung tablet, okay. which uh, I'm learning more and more and uh, about it and um it's kind of fun too and email other people and sure. I it still have a small business okay. that I look up uh on, on Google and look up and see what prices are and things like that so right. but is there is there like is there a uh a book like a uh for dummies that type of book out there that you can pick up stuff uh better at uh, as quick quicker?
6: Well there you are
3: dummy series, yes. I mean you can get dummy series for Windows, dummy series for laptops, dummy series for Google. You can find a, a book for almost anything. I would tell you though, that, you know, you said you're a little older. You may want to consider your senior center when it when everything gets back to normal, there's usually classes that many senior centers offer that you can get some real hands-on experience, and I think I'd recommend that. But there are dummies series. Go ahead, Bob.
1: Yeah, I, I did a quick Google search, and you can get second-hand PCs for Dummies uh, for 388. Uh, Three dollars. Three dollars, and then and, there's like ThriftBooks.com is 469, and then they sell them for almost 19 dollars on Amazon. So yeah,
3: but I think having working with somebody live is probably the best bet if you had the chance to.
8: Yeah, because it's, it's much easier learning when somebody yep. that learning from a book. It's much easier for me anyway for yep. someone someone showing me than I. I and, and for instance, right, like I have a Samsung. I got it from um, Verizon, mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's a very good uh, uh, tablet. Now, when somebody sends me an email, somehow that email gets stuck. Into my uh, archives, there. how How do I get them? Like, maybe they might have called me once or twice. Probably a stupid question, but how do you get rid of that person uh, on your on your laptop? Is there? I I know there's got to be a certain procedure. I don't have a book on it.
3: Right. I'm not sure what you're asking exactly. So the email comes in, and it's in your email Um, tool. You're looking at the email. You're wondering how to delete the email?
8: No, not the email. The the person that sent that email to you.
3: You want to delete the contact?
8: And the contact, yeah. uh, The contact person.
3: Okay. You can go to your contacts within the Samsung device. You must have a contact app of some kind built in. You should be able to find that person within your contacts and you should be able to make changes to the contact information or delete it. That's where I would think you were trying to do that.
8: Okay. Uh, I, I understand that. Yeah. Okay. Very good.
3: Jim, I got to yeah. go uh, to a quick break, but I uh, hope that helps Indeed. you, and we'll do our best to try to define further for folks. Indeed.
8: I listen to you every week, uh, and half the stuff I don't know what you're talk, talking
3: about. <laughs> hey, well, we're here to help you, and glad. thank you for listening, and we'll try our best to help you uh, with uh, defining some of these terms. Thanks very much. You got it. We'll be right back. We are back. We are in the final stretch here. Feel free to get online if you'd like. We'll try to get your call in, but a couple lines open, I guess. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Let's go to Al and Avon next. What's going on, Al? Al, you there?
4: Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, Two questions. Mm -hmm. One is you you mentioned something about a 2004 update with Windows 10. Yep. I'm getting some... uh, uh, not a request to download it. Well, I'm, I'm getting a, the downloads there with an exclamation saying, uh, "Not available yet. It's coming."
3: Right. So Microsoft is holding it back because it's not ready for prime time.
4: So, they did say there's a workaround to get it, but
3: but don't do it. Trust me.
4: I, I take it that, uh, like you've said, from every major update on anything, wait a, a month or so, yeah. two months maybe even.
3: Yeah, and if it's not yeah. even ready for their own surface devices, their own laptops that they manufacture supposedly. Right. And even new
4: control. even new uh my I got an envy that's only uh, like a year old and uh so it it's saying to wait on that also, so.
3: I would wait. They really shouldn't have released it, of course, yeah. but that's Microsoft. Um the version I'm running is 1909.
4: Yeah, that's what oh. I have. And,
3: yeah. And, and that's the one I would stay with. I would not try to force any update. Yeah. And Microsoft shouldn't have released it.
1: I wouldn't worry if you were one or two versions behind.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. The other question I have is where, where is there out there? My warranty is expired. You only get a one year warranty with mm-hmm. the HP Envy. Mm-hmm. And you can get an extended warranty on the hardware, but what I'm looking for is extended help via a warranty of sorts. Or mm-hmm. they can remote in if you got a bias issue, you got a software issue, things of that nature that you can do it without any consideration of any hardware because there is not a hardware issue. I mean, right. I'm just preemptively thinking ahead. I, there's nothing wrong with my unit now.
3: So but I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend doing that, Al. I wouldn't prepay for some sort of service at HP. Okay. That you may not need. However, they will offer you if you call them outside of a warranty. I think many of these companies offer some level of support where you take your credit card out and give them yeah. forty bucks or something like that.
4: Yeah, they yeah they want uh, thirty five dollars initial setup and fourteen ninety nine a month. Uh, so, you know the the SaaS model, subscription yeah. Subscription software as a service and. Right, Except that's expensive.
3: Yeah. fourteen dollars a month to, to you know you know we work for free over here.
4: Right, and um, then fourteen fifteen dollars a month in the event something goes wrong. You know.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I would also consider you. You, you think about your local support folks uh, within Avon. You know, you've got the staple stores that have a, a computer help area. You've got, I think, Best Buy has, still has one. You probably have local computer stores in the area. Rather than calling a, a manufacturer, you could always talk to local folks like that. Tab yeah, does not serve the general public. We only serve businesses, but right. there are plenty of them out there that serve the general but,
4: public. But uh, there's no uh, support services such like that that... National that you, you might know of, or anything like
3: that. I'm sure they're out there, but I wouldn't recommend you pay that way. Were you monthly? Oh no, no, that?
4: nothing monthly, but like, uh,
3: like the help desk, call the help desk kind of yeah, place. Yeah, nothing that rings right. any bells to me. No, yeah. yeah. Do you have any ideas? About yeah,
1: that? fifteen dollars a month. You know, that's one hundred and eighty dollars a year. Oh yeah, you right. might use only once or twice, so uh, that yeah. doesn't seem like a very cost-effective solution.
4: I, I said, you know, it's. It's a third of the cost of the machine. I might as well just buy a new machine if that, anything happens to it. Uh.
3: It all depends on the criticality of your problem.
4: Right, right. So all right, that. I just thought I'd ask if there was a national no. hotline where you, you can get a, a Just
3: our little show uh, yeah, every Saturday yeah. for two hours.
4: <laughs> There's your national <laughs> hotline. Well, keep up the good work. and uh, I, I still got a, your 10-year anniversary T-shirt, a nice one. That's cool. So, yeah, and I think you had a hat one year you gave out, too. We
3: might have. Who knows?
4: In the old days, yeah. All right. That's cool, Al. Thanks for calling. Okay.
3: Bye-bye. I want to thank everybody for joining us on this lovely Saturday. Uh, I want to thank Mike G. for posting everything live. It'll be over at Computertalkwithtab.com. I want to thank Matt for producing back there in Farmington. We miss you, Matt. You know. Hopefully, eventually, we'll be over in the uh, Farmington studios, but for now, we're in the hermetically sealed studios here at Tab Computer System. And uh, stick around. Dr. Alessi will be up next. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And, of course, you got Garden Talk live again. They'll be back at noon. So stick around here at WTIC.
1: See you next week.